0: Welcome back, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned into yet another exciting adventure with us here on Discologist. I'm your host Kevin, as usual, and hope you're staying safe out there. We're trying to stay safe in here. Uh, got a great little show for you today, and a kind of different show. Usually, when we talk about albums and music, we do try to get to the meaning of all this stuff, but uh, we do it by analyzing and breaking down the songs. and and seeing you know what we thought was good about them, what we thought was bad about them, what was maybe mind-blowing maybe progressive uh and whatnot and talk about the culture in their made all these kind of things go into like what makes an album good or bad uh this uh this time though we sort of ended up talking about um what this album sort of made us think about made us feel inspired us uh to discuss and and that doesn't happen very often uh on this podcast uh, uh, or at least it hasn't for a while. So it was, it was really, really a refreshing take on the, something that we all love. Sylvanessa's uh, Free Love is, is, is a fantastic record, uh, but uh, speaks to the importance of, of people getting out there and, and sort of putting, putting their souls, putting their hearts on wax, and, and then us consuming them and really considering what that, what that all means. So, so that's what we're going to be doing. Uh, we're going to be spinning a few tracks. Going to be talking a little bit about. It, going to be digging back into their live album with from earlier this year, and then uh, coming out on the other side. At least me uh, personally, uh, a lot lighter uh, than than did when we when we pressed record on this thing so if that's the type of show you think you're into then uh you know get comfortable grab an iced coffee or something uh or i guess it's fall pumpkin spice latte whatever your drink is it's fine as you'll soon discover you know whatever whatever you need to make yourself feel happy and love yourself uh, will help you love other people so do that and push play here we go in an all-new episode of discologist talking about sylvanessa's brand new album free love
1: Okay. It happens here and it finishes here.
2: Two men enter. One man.
3: Merely a two word review, it just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up today.
0: That right there that is a oh, lot of it Also, and we'll just sort of roll into this, uh, given what happened on Friday and given what this is about, uh, it frames not just this album, uh, the title, uh, Amelia coming out, uh, in a very different light because we are potentially in a very different America right now, um... Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. She uh, – Hero doesn't even – doesn't it doesn't begin to, like, cover uh, w- w- what she was to us. I know, Ed, you posted something saying we don't – people aren't mourning her as a person. Uh, I, I think first and foremost, and I think that the reason I'm, I, I want to talk about this before we get into this album is Is because what – the name of the album is Free Love, by the way, uh, by Sylvanessa. That's what we're talking about today. And um, it embodies – just that title embodies what uh, we are as people, as Ruth Bader Ginsburg was, a person. And you – we do put people like as this last – she was the last bastion for like – authoritarianism or whatnot. But the reality is, is that we tend to do that to people, but how much better off we are when we
1: do just think of them as a person. Well, the, per, well, the values that person's values are what informs yeah, their fight and what they, and how they approach life. And I think that's, you know, it's, it's clear with someone like, ruth bader ginsburg that her values drove a lot of um you know she she sort of she was easily the most passionate supreme court justice uh you know possibly ever um and uh and that is not a group that is renowned for like overt displays of um, that is not a free love group (laughs) so (laughs) no yeah yeah no, no. But it is,
0: I, I, I guess what, I, what I'm driving at is that, like, the way we talk about artists, the way we talk about celebrities, the way we talk about Supreme Court justices and stuff, as if they're not people. But the re- reality is, is that they are people. We are all people. And that that is super important to remember at all times. And, and look, you know, when, when we first got into, like, talking about music, it was from a place of, Of celebrity superstars, these can't be people. And over the past ten years, we've met them. I mean, Ed, you know personally, like a lot of like their crew. uh, You know, uh, the the work albums like this and albums like With, which we're going to talk a little bit about. um, That's almost to me auxiliary to the work that they do. Uh, building communities, and this sort of comes out of that. Wes, we talked about collectivism uh, on the last thing, and, and what what we see is, uh, you know, Amelia Meath and Nick Sanborn, who are a couple. Amelia just came out as bi, uh, and uh, we see them building this community, and then these albums provide these little glimpses into what that's all about. That I think is what drew me to Sylvanesso in the first place. You know, the the shorthand for this music shorthand is uh is, you know, oh you know, they put the heart in the machine. But they're just using machines, I forget who said this, but like instruments are basically they just amplify the humans. You know, if if you are this person, this the instrument, the only thing you can do is amplify you. Uh, And and what has happened is that they, over three albums now, have made a very clear picture of who they are, uh, who they surround themselves with. And I think this is uh, a a more interesting album because of it. Because if you listen to this, right, there's no, like, hits, right?
3: (laughs) This is small. It's kind of (laughs) one. Is there? Okay. I I mean, I can see Ferris wheel being a hit. Like, I'll tell you, that's one of my favorite jams of the year, without a doubt, you know? Okay. I mean is it here is. there maybe a different conversation yeah. but like
1: yeah to the extent that that hits still exist um yeah. and that you know they're chased by by bands making uh records mostly for artistic purposes and not like cultural phenomena like a Beyonce or something like right. that I right, think right, I think right, this yeah. is a, I think this is a radio friendly album I think one of the things oh, that okay. always stands out for me about Silvanesso is just how they have such a distinctive um Approach to production and to their sound, and you know, I think about the way like um, Information Society sounded to me when I was, you know, a kid in the late '80s, mid '80s, something like that, and um, and that it just sounded so rich and so lush. And now, if you go back and listen to it, it's a little, it's a little tinny. Like the production is is definitely not, but but at the time, it just felt like, wow, this is music that's that's filling up every channel, every spectrum of sound possible. I think i think Sylvanesso's production actually does do that i find it i find it just sonically to be like one of the most lush uh sounding experiences out there it's
0: interesting because like the way i the way i've processed this album is uh yeah uh, amelia is is a producer on this um she's calling herself a producer that is actually a big big deal uh for them uh and uh, because that traditionally has just been like Nick's role and like a dude, you know, dudes are all like producers and whatnot. but uh I mean look that, thats Fact. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and and if, and if
1: you're a dude, you're halfway to being a producer already
0: just... <laughs> <laughs> um and and uh but but in the like time away from uh what next or their their last album. What they've done is uh, Mountain Man had a resurgence. They went out on tour um, and they put out an album and they've they've done all these different projects. So that was a little more um, that Mountain Man to me is more lush. Uh, Nick worked with our friend uh, Chris Rosenau on Bluebird. And what I hear on this one is those two styles coming together. Yeah, Whereas the last album was full of bangers, this is this seems to me it's, it's a short album, it's 30 minutes, uh, and it seems like a, a lot quieter and a lot
3: more, uh, sophisticated. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I'll, I'll jump in here because I, I think I'm a little bit newer to the Sylvanesso fandom. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I have liked and respected them from the beginning, but, um, They never quite clicked for me, Um, and and honestly, the only reason for that is that there was a period in my kind of mid to late 20s where I was listening to quite a lot of, you know, for lack of a better word, electropop stuff, Um, and kind of every time I would put them on, I would feel like this is something that I would have really loved a few years ago. I like it now, but it just wasn't really landing for me in the same way, Um, and the really interesting thing is that I'm actually really glad that I heard this album at the time that I did, because I think even just a couple months ago where I was emotionally, I don't think that I would have been necessarily here for, um, an electropop oriented album. Um, and then honestly, I mean, even after the news of Ginsburg's death on Friday, I, I think if I had listened to it after hearing that news, I would be hearing it very differently. Also, it happened to hit at a time where I happen to be in a decent mood on the day that I listened to it for the first time, so that was part right. of it. Um, but for whatever reason, um, this one has really landed for me. I'm absolutely loving it. Part of it is that it's very different from most of what I've been listening to lately in a really nice way. But I do also think, I mean, I went back. Uh, what, what was the the name of their full length before? With uh, what now? What now? Yeah, thank yeah. So I went back and listened to just a little bit of that one to kind of to, to see a, com- a comparison because free love. It just feels very alive to me and very human um and i wanted to just go back and and listen a little bit um and well now it, it like I mean, it's, it's a great record and you are full of bangers as you said but um but it's a little colder in a way a little bit more um i don't know machine oriented you know um yeah and this one kind of managed to blend all of that really beautifully yeah,
0: it, it does and, and I'll tell you one reason why We'll just jump into like the, the part where I, I probably will cry I'm like, uh, this song Free um, You guys know and, and listeners will know That I uh, am privileged And get to basically take albums for walks Along Lake Michigan uh, And I just uh, it, it stopped me in my tracks And I had to sit on a bench And just cry and look at the lake. And and so uh, we're going to play a little of that, and I'll edit out this me sobbing. <laughs> here's, here's a little bit of
2: free I tell them don't be crazy. There's too many people around me. If I love them all, they break me. You see? But if I'm being honest, it feels like each moment is loving at sight. Well oh, I love how you're looking, looks inside Oh, I'm never changing, but in the reflection Reflected in your eyes Or oh, the magic of being packaged feels amazing To be free In an illusion In an illusion In a deception, in a deception not crafted by me, so you say, it's me that I'm loving, though not the me that's talking, the one that lives in all those other minds, oh how I love her dearly, she never She's pirouetting blindly in the sky She's free In illusion In an illusion of your making of me
0: Eduardo, I asked you not to chop onions <laughs> 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 While well, yeah. well, we tape these things And I know that you're on the East Coast I'm in the Midwest, <laughs> Come on, man. Um, yeah. You know, this, uh, that song in particular, uh, I don't know that people give me f- uh, the credit she deserves as a songwriter. Um, you know, we and especially focus on shit like Dylan uh, and, and big songwriters. There's, a, there's an album in my queue now. It's like, oh, he's a great songwriter and stuff. Uh, nothing. And I mean nothing in this past year has hit me like that song and what she's saying with it. But it it, it also works because a lot of the album is – and this apparently was sort of subconscious about her coming out – is about accepting who you are and deciding to live in that, um, which is something in this pandemic we have all been forced to do. You, we've learned a lot about ourselves individually, <laughs> and not all of it's good. Um, but you know, we have time to to do good with what we've learned, and, and that, um, and for me, that that's the heart of the album. That starts side two. That that uh, has to be my favorite song they've done. Uh, it's just it's so powerful.
3: You know, one of the things that I think is being explored in this album, um, when you think about this idea of free love, and I know that that, when we hear that phrase, there's an immediate thing that comes to mind, and that is open sex. Austin Powers? Austin Powers. I was thinking Caligula, but, you know.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, all all, all
3: of these things, and and so much more. Um, But when you think about... um, you know i've read a little bit about kind of what the title was meaning um you know for them and particularly for amelia and one of the things that i think that that is kind of happening in this album is just a real look at the different ways that love exists the different ways that people can love yeah. each other um that we can love ourselves that we can you know struggle with all of those things that we can find ways to love the people and ourselves when we're struggling with all of that um and A lot of it speaks to me about just an appreciation. And this is one of the things that I certainly have spent pretty much every moment, um, you know, of the pandemic and, and, you know, some other experiences recently, just thinking about this stuff and what people mean to us and what our relationships mean to us. And and again, that does include with self. but there's something about extreme experience good or bad, that makes you, that that, that can make you appreciative of these things. Um, You know, one of the songs that I've been really obsessed with, and I think I mentioned this in a a show that I think maybe even all three of us were on um, recently, but um, Joan Shelley, um, you know, one of my favorite songwriters these days, and she has this song, The Fading, um, that I've just been obsessed with, and you know, it's more about climate change and kind of dealing with that, but what she's talking about is learning to find the beauty in the fading line, learning to appreciate the things while we have them and stuff like that, and and I think that that's a lot through this album and certainly through that song. Yeah, for
1: sure. I I agree wholeheartedly, Wes. I, I, I think there's something... Um, um, my read on this album is that this is an album that's just, like, consumed with... Uh, with, with love and, um, and with possibility. And Mm. it, 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 for me, it sort of goes to that moment of like, you know, there are certain, you know, love for a person can also awaken love for uh, the collective, right? So, it, yeah. so like your connection to, and I think people experience this with through their kids. They experience it when they fall in love, but that that moment of connectedness to the other person is also a moment of connection to all of humanity. Um, and I think, uh, you know, at least my 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 read on this album is that um, is that 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 song. Um, is really speaking to the idea of like when when that connection is complete, then you have the possibility of loving everybody. Um, with that, there's a lot of sadness because if you amplify all the feelings that a living cell is experiencing, one of those feelings is the progression toward death. Like one of those feelings is decay, and so that's yep. that's like that's in the mix. But that but but in the meantime, the thing that that really where this album really kind of calls out to me is that at a, at a a time at such a dark time, um, at a time of such like isolation, um, to have a record that basically is, is, I just, I hear these songs and I just hear like, wow, she really, she fell really hard for someone. Um, and, and it's just, it just comes through the speakers and, you know, the idea of like possibility and openness, I think, you know, I think there's probably, um, there's like a borderline like um, body quality to to the um, to some of the lyrics here um, when you talk about that sort of like that feeling of like the hum, the pulsing, the mm-hmm. frequency, right? This is these are sort of like section like this could be like the last you know Adrian Rich's like unwritten love song yeah. uh, from her from her cycle, right? So I, I, I you know I to me the album is just over it's just. That love is so abundant, and it's been a really fun thing to listen to. Um, yeah,
0: and you know, I, I want to play a little bit of frequency now because that is another highlight on on this album. That is is for me. It's just full of highlights. But uh, there's a line in here that is exactly what you're talking about. Um, it says she's got a frequency, and I caught it all over me. Yeah, it's exactly the line I thought of when he said that. <laughs> being being not assaulted, being just like smothered. Yeah with love or lust or whatever is so uh antithetical to what a lot of us can like experience <laughs> as we're all locked down like <laughs> but uh but this song's amazing the video is actually uh, even more amazing uh directed by Moses Sumney but uh here's a little bit of frequency
2: only when I get a I can hear from a thousand miles That frequency She's on a frequency and I caught it Never talks about the same thing twice Trucks and records and paradise That frequency, she's got a frequency And I caught it Flying over me. Oh, now feel that sound rushing through the fields and flowers. Her voice coming through my dial. She's the one, I swear to God, a frequency. She's got a frequency, and I caught it all over me.
0: Talked about uh, the magic of falling in love. Uh, I think Ed, you and I, it was basically like hey, this is every rom com, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and this is how this is how you feel, and they and they captured that using like machines and Amelia's voice. This is something deeper, um, and I haven't quite parsed it what what makes that connect so much deeper than those maybe it's because like i said to me this is a smaller album this is a choir album uh than than the previous two but it it just something about it um i hate to say feels more honest but it it just it it hits a lot differently
1: well the thing that the the part of this album that moved me to tears after i'd been you know i've sort of um i've had this album on sort of like a non-stop loop to the Mm -hmm. point where there's sort of like no end and no beginning and that's kind of the you know what if what if there was no end right um but uh, And, and the last line of the album is play it again yeah and so it's great because because you really do you know there's there's also a lot of circular imagery right so you know ferris wheel ring so so um, so that all makes sense. But I, I sat down, um, yesterday and just to, for context, as you were saying, Kevin, Friday night, we all, you know, we heard about Ruth Bader Ginsburg Saturday. I think a lot of us woke up trying to figure out what does this mean and where do we go? Um, and, uh, I, I took a few minutes for myself to kind of continue preparing for this episode. And I decided to watch the video for rooftop dancing. Yeah. And that really landed for me. I already, um, I really love the song and see, you know, the video was sort of a celebration of the kind of like collective urban hustle. Um, it's full of like images of like young, hip Brooklyn out on a sunny day um, doing things that are you know beautiful and youthful and, and people are doing it together in the video. Sometimes they're alone. Something about it just really. Really made this moment feel real and made me a, a vaguely misanthropic person think, God damn, I really miss people like I miss like not just you know being around a person or two like I miss the idea of people getting together to be glorious and exuberant and over the top and I miss the safety of feeling like when those rights are put to a legal test, that there's a decent chance that the highest court in the land is going to affirm the right of those people to exist and to do the things that they want to do and so all of that ended up it somehow all went into like the blender of that emotional moment yeah. and it and so you know the and that scene ends with me sitting on my couch bawling, watching the the <laughs> beautiful uh, video for rooftop dancing which I encourage everyone to go do. Yeah, yeah, it's it it, it everything on this like hits
0: this is also um, there, there is a part of the depth of this album, I think, is is that she's really talking about her relationship with Nick uh, and, and a lot of chances in these songs. Ring specifically is about their relationship. Um, I remember this had to have been like 2014, um, sat down with them at a restaurant in D.C. Uh, near the 930 Club. And we, that's where we taped this interview. And they weren't uh, out as a couple. I mean, if you knew them, which I didn't at the time, like then you knew. But they weren't out. And after it, we were just sitting around, and uh, and she just gave him this like little kiss, like at the bar. And it was so sweet. And all of a sudden, I got it. Mm. And it was like, oh, wow you know you it, it was picking up a vibe from them and it was like oh wow they really really love each other and it, it was it, it, yeah it was so, it was so so sweet and they you know and it was even like oh it, but nobody take pictures of this because we don't want it to be a thing but it was it 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 remains um one of my favorite memories of of anything doing all this but uh that saturates this album i think because she's not just talking about uh, her own experience; like her experience is, is also Nick's experience now, um, and yeah. that and that's important to her and him. Like, so it's it's not like you know the, their lives are so like intermeshed. Like the, the quote from Nick is something like it's just like in a, I think it's a it's a ongoing like argument or a really fun argument and and how they just like everything they do is this this life and what we get is this holistic thing and peeks into that uh earlier this year though and last year uh was a tour for this uh they let a lot of other people into this uh in a project uh, called with so 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 they took the of this tour. with they had uh jen wasner they had uh, adam Sads from landlady they had um mountain man (laughs) the other two mountain man uh joe westerlin on drums um and they expanded their sound and they took these songs that had been just these essentially conversations between them that they were putting out into the world and expanded them to uh these honestly some at some points like righteous compositions one of my favorite ones of that uh and and i think this also informs this album uh was rewind so I want to play a little bit of that. Uh, pay attention uh, in in the end of it, sort of, uh, the jam.
2: Are you hitching a ride to the other side of what you try to be? Are you a rewind baby with so much to lose and no prison? Are you a ready player in a one-shot scheme? Or are you splicing a?
1: You you will probably recognize that as kind of a fish jam. It's a little. Uh, I get get some slave to the traffic light uh, yeah. vibes off of that. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah yeah. Meg Duffy is the guitarist on there, and um, um it takes what, expands on what now, but I think also, um, really is a is a macro expression of what free love is. Is this, um. Loving yourself, loving the collective, understanding how you're important in all of this, and how easily that can be expressed uh, by just including other people and treating other people with kindness and cons- not, just tr- not treating considering other people with kindness. That's the idea of
1: free love. <laughs> There, there seems to be, you know, I, I don't have as much kind of insight into into their their um, kind of re- research triangle community, right? I mean, that's sort of the geographical home base for a lot of uh, for a lot of their community, but it does it does seem from the outside looking in, it does feel like the things that come out of that circle um, are coming out of a place of just. Uh, community support, you know um, confidence, warmth, love like it's mm-hmm. it's a really kind of um, I was I was thinking about the way you put it at the top of of the show, Kevin with sort of like where these these releases sort of serve as like many you know kind of uh, uh, the documentation of like a certain moment within that group. but it seems like it seems like their business is the business of kind of living and creating and then Absolutely. there's an occasional byproduct of a record that comes out of that. Well, you look at,
0: look at the, you know speaking of that community. Look at what Phil has done. Yeah, he he's making an album, but he every Sunday morning hosts yeah a stream that a you gospel can watch, uh, yeah. a gospel spinning records from his thing. You know, these are people that are like, busy people, and yet it's important for him to like, give back
3: in that way. You know, what you were saying at the top here about Ruth Bader Ginsburg and kind of seeing her as a person instead of as a superhero, um, I think that kind of ties in with this a little bit. Um, So I'm going to digress for just a moment. This is going to make sense, I promise. So a co-teacher of mine, um, one of my good friends, um, you know, taught at the school that I used to work at, um, used to teach in some of his classes. He, He would make very clear that People like Adolf Hitler, um, you know, the, the people that we see as monsters, he always made really clear to, to make sure the students understand that these are people, that these are humans who made decisions um, and things like this. This is not because when you when you call somebody a monster, you separate them from you. Whereas when you are aware that they're a human, you are aware that you need to keep yourself separated from them. The same thing applies to heroes. Um, If you separate yourself from a hero by saying that they are something other than I am, that means that you can't do what they do. And and I'm not saying that any of us can do what Ruth Bader Ginsburg did. I'm not saying that any of us can necessarily do what... um, you know, Nick and Amelia are doing here or what Phil Cook is doing or anything like that. But if we see ourselves as humans with the possibility of having an effect of some form using whatever, using who we are, using our skills, using our talents, and sharing those with the people around us, that can look very different. But it kind of, it tells us that that, that we have those same possibilities.
0: Yeah, and th- I think that's super important. That, that's honestly my, my, Like, as far as, like, how you relate to art, that's sort of my relationship with this band and a lot of those people down there. Uh, Nick said something to me after the interview that I was talking about um, that anybody else says, um, and and maybe it's because he's from Wisconsin, and Wisconsin people are super nice. But anybody else says this, and you will laugh. You'll be like, you know, put down the bong stunner. But he said, yeah, you got to keep it super posy. And I swear to God, that changed my life. Like, I think about that, just that phrase, and that, like, somebody actually means this. What does that mean, to mean that? <laughs> and then to see that expressed in their work, and in, in all the things they do, and all the people that they relate to, uh, it, it, it is proof of concept that, yeah, you can I mean, a big thing, a really big problem Daria and I had when we moved to Wisconsin was that people are not just nice here. You, Ed, you know, people are not nice in DC. <laughs> they just aren't, and it was really hard because you somebody is just being nice to you for no goddamn good reason, and if you if you don't understand if you aren't comfortable with yourself, if you aren't comfortable with other people, that you have no way to respond to that. And we didn't. <laughs> we're like, what? Are, they're going to see, they're, they're going to know we're fake. <laughs> you know, we're trying to be nice, but we're not nice. What is going on? Now, we've been here over a year, and that, that so that's changed. And, and now it, it makes total sense. Uh, there's still some stuff when people, we have neighbors, and you know, friends who bike by and we'll do socially distant things. And, you know, the first instinct for me personally is still to just be like, wait a minute, put up some barrier. But uh, if I think about like, no, if I think about a phrase like free love and stuff and what all that implies, then I I can very easily slip into like, you know what, this is going to be okay. And not only is this going to be okay, this is going to be better if I just on a basic level show like compassion and love to like this other person.
1: And I think it's, you know, we're, we're, we're obviously talking about like fairly, uh, kind of, um, uh, just sort of like, um, oh my God, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, refined concepts. Like this is like an elevated discussion that we're having. Um, the record has, um, you know, free love has a few, you know, the, uh, I think it's, it's during, I think it's during free. That's sort of like, you know. I do love, I do love everybody, but the eye that's speaking isn't the eye that's loving. And, um, you know, there are sort of like heady, heady concepts in there. And, and, and to, um, and I think we feel free, um, reading into that because we know that the, that these are, these are purposeful individuals. Right. And, and I think ultimately that's sort of what we're talking about with both with RBG and with this band is that, is that people, people respond to a sense of purpose. And even if the musical idiom you're working in is, on its surface, like really well done, kind of glossy, um, what Wes called electro pop, what I call bleep loop indie, uh, <laughs> you know, even 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 in that packaging, um, which to some people could be off putting or could or could sort of trivialize the ideas in there, I think I think we 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 sort of give ourselves license to do that because we know that there are very uh, thoughtful uh, discussions happening,
3: um, before anything gets committed to tape. Yeah, we know also, I mean, these are people who are finding and expressing positivity, but also with a very deep awareness of the fears and, and the pain and the negativity as well. And that I think is one of the things that makes their work successful, um, you know, there's some pretty dark shit in their lyrics, (laughs) um, you know, I I read a, a, um, interview with Amelia where she was kind of talking about that a little bit and kind of saying, you know, we want. To make albums or make songs that sound happy and dancey, you know, and all of this, but contain a lot more than that, um, you know, not ex- not her exact wording, but that's kind of what she was getting at, and and that I think is why. I mean, I am definitely somebody who, who is super annoyed by you know cloyingly positive anything, um, and yeah. certainly music. <laughs> you know, I think I think we are three people who are you know, who share this, um, but. <laughs> But this works for me because you know that knowledge and that awareness is there, um, you know, and that I think is something that finding those things through that is something that we're all trying to really you know we need to work on
0: yeah, um you know one other thing that we haven't really addressed uh, is you know, we've been talking about what what this necessary means and and what this can inspire uh, you know, getting back to the fact that Amelia I mean, did come out. Um, And she talked with a lot of people about, like, if, you know, is she the right person to do it because she's married to a man and like that. Now, Wes, you used to work with kids um, who uh, were finding out their identities. Yeah. Um, And for an educator like you and for these kids, like,
3: how important is it that she she in the end did? uh, Yeah. You know, that... It's it's a great question, and it's also I think, I think it, it hits to the core of why she decided to talk about this because, um, you know, there's a really there's a really great interview with her um, on the website them um, that I read a couple days ago that she kind of talks about this a little bit. And one of the things that she was saying, and you you sort of hinted at this a minute ago, Kevin, but is. Here she is, you know, as a white person, um, a person who has some privilege, who has um, some status, um, who has a voice and all of that. Um, And one of the things that she was talking about struggling with is, am I kind of playing with this identity? Am I I doing this, you know, to to say, hey, I'm I'm still different, you know, I'm I'm not just whatever. And I know that that's, um, you know, that's something that I have really struggled with personally is just, you know, how do I... I've done a lot of thinking about my own gender identity and and I've addressed it in a lot of different ways at different times in my life and, and you know, identified or, or, you know, presented in different ways at different times in my life. And one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot lately, because I didn't have this vocabulary when I was growing up, you know, I didn't have the ability to say, yeah, I'm genderqueer or to say, you know, like, I mean, it's just that those, those things didn't exist. We had to try to figure it out. I at least had to try to figure it out beyond vocabulary. And so I sometimes feel like am i kind of saying oh no i'm not just a white guy you know like there's more to me because i've got this other thing you know and and that's been part of why I, i you know have chosen not to talk more openly about this through a lot of my life um but i think for young people who are figuring these things out who these days are you know even though they're facing tremendous struggles um with all of this stuff um they do have a vocabulary and they do have um, other people out there, you know? I mean, my reaction to somebody like David Bowie when I was younger was so strong because there wasn't anyone else that I was aware of. And then even some of the, like, you know, some of the, like, you know, Britpop stars were, like, wearing eyeliners and stuff like that. I mean, like, even if it was super laddish at the time, I didn't really realize that until later. But um, to have somebody who, I mean, I kind of hate to say give permission, you know, but, like, Give guidance. Say these topics are also complex. You don't need to be. You can be married to a man and be bisexual as a woman. You can, you know, you you can have your partner be of your same gender and still, you know, not necessarily be quote unquote gay. You know, I mean, it's just that's that's one of the complications with all this stuff. Like, all of these things are a spectrum, um, and to have anyone who's in who, who has people paying attention to them, who can say, particularly to young people, this is something that can be a part of your life, it can be a part of your identity and part of your existence and can help you love other people better. That's, I think, where a lot of the power of this, you know, it's not about saying I'm opening myself up to free love in terms of like I'm open to being able to have sex with anyone. It's about how do you find love in your relationships? How do you understand your relationships based around a lot of these ideas of of really who are we all and where do we fall along any of these spectrums?
0: You know, for me, it's a a tragedy of modern society that that we even have to discuss this. Yeah. Like that. You you cannot, first of all, every single person on this planet figures out who they are. Mm -hmm. That's not some like, you know, teenagers here. And a
1: lot of times it's through their entire lives. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're lucky, you do it before that final moment, right? Yeah, Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Or at least you're getting closer to it the whole time. Yeah. yeah um,
0: and, and, but, and a lot of times yeah. like that, that defines who the people are. I, I, I would sort of push away from lucky. Like if that's your journey, that's your journey. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, every single person. So it's a tragedy that we have to talk about this, but that, that we do. I think any anybody who can offer a voice uh, of support um, makes this world safer. Because the quicker you can get to a point where you accept yourself, uh, you know, for and, and the, another reading of the title of this free isn't to set free, mm-hmm. free love. Uh, the quicker you can get to that, the better you can uh, be a part of your community
1: and and other people's lives.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it allows you to. I think. I think. I hear that. I hear what both of you are saying. As you know, if you have. If you have words for a thing, that makes it infinitely easier to talk about the thing, right? If there is a concept, if there is a way to define uh, something, and 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 fluid uh, fluid gender identities are are you know relatively like not just in geological timeframes, but like in actual cultural timeframes, even in twenty twenty, <laughs> uh, where time is all wonky, like these are relatively new new concepts, and I have to think that people growing up with access and with the shorthand to talk about a way in which you are different, that that allows you to get to the conversation after that, right? So for Mm -hmm. many people, the conversation is just, what is the thing? Well, we have, we have words now that allow us to talk about what to do with the thing, right? So there's a conversation that takes place after you name something about what you do with that. And, and... And that's the that is the that is the way that progress happens. That's the way we evolve as a as a society and and collectively is by being able to get to the conversation that happens after we name something.
0: Yeah. And and to be clear, there there are people uh, directly standing in the way of that.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: uh, you know, you can take this moment to say get out and vote. Uh, that's not enough uh, for me to say just vote. You need to vote uh, Democrat. You need to get every one of these Republican fuckers out of office. Uh, full stop. I, I don't even, you know, that to me seems stunted that this is the result of, of not coming to that acceptance. Lindsey Graham. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody cares if you're gay, Lindsey
3: Graham. Right. Nobody. Yeah. A lot of people will support you in this. but you But can... you
0: are hurting people. Because you cannot love yourself, and cannot come to that acceptance, whether you're gay, you're bi, whatever. Like, and and we're at a point in history we cannot like keep this
1: up because we're killing each other. Yeah. We need we need Jamie Harrison to win in South Carolina. So yeah, we do. There. We, and we need we Cal Cunningham in North Carolina. So <laughs> that's,
3: yeah, I think one other thing that, that's really important here is. When we look at a lot of the things that are happening politically, socio-politically in this country right now, we're seeing a lot of people who are trying to control how and who people can be. Um, and a lot more of that comes down to ideas of sexuality and gender than I think many people are aware of. Um, if these aren't things that you're looking at, um, you're not going to see it, of course, you know. And but when we look at a lot of this stuff, I mean, I, I saw a post recently that I thought was really interesting. That was basically like people on the left cannot convince the people who are, you know, further on the right, I'm not talking about centrists here, you know, but people who are, who are far right, you're not ever going to convince them by logic. You're not ever going to convince them um, by your good arguments. i certainly not going to convince them with your snarky humor and your, you know, shows of pseudo superiority. Um, because what we're actually looking at is beyond logic in a lot of these ways. We're looking at hatred of any form of weakness and a lot of this is coming because people see anything that is weak as anti-masculine and they believe that wearing a mask is anti-masculine. They believe that voting left is anti-masculine. They believe that caring for other people is weak and therefore they hate anybody who cares for other people or wears a mask or tries to help. You know, because they see that literally as a sign of weakness, and I don't think that even a lot of them are aware of how much gender and sexuality is going into those thoughts.
0: I, I you know, what uh, I, I had this exact discussion. and I promise, listeners, we will make this fun in a second, uh, because I do have a criticism of this album. <laughs> it's just one track. Uh, you know, uh, what to build on top of what you were saying, Wes. If you go back in like history, like the, the initial ascent of men. Right. And in like caveman times, basically men were stronger, whatever and stuff to protect women so that they could have babies. That's it. Men, I, I'm sorry if you think you have a higher purpose. That was your purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's not anymore. But. Over and over and over, you know, is drilled into men's head that that is their purpose, so they can't explore any other avenue of gender norms. Mm-hmm. They just, or can't. even their own emotions, right? Even their own emotions, because to do so, like you said, is to be weak, which is horseshit. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and if you if you want to be fancy, if you want to like dress like a uh, in a furry kind like. Whatever you can do to make you love yourself is better for the
1: fucking world. Yeah, and and just to bring this conversation potentially to its like natural icky conclusion, I want I want uh I want an America where Jerry Falwell Jr. can't be kink shamed and blackmailed for Absolutely. for being mm-hmm. for being right? Yeah. Like yeah. other than like other than the fact that he routinely invokes those standards against others. Exactly. That's I don't, the problem. <laughs> I don't want I don't want a society where he is not comfortable having relationships with other men where they have sex with his wife. Like, that right. is that is 100% okay, Jerry Falwell. Yeah, as so, long as everyone
3: like, involved is cool with that. Yeah, <laughs> you know?
1: yeah at the risk it. of sort of being, like, time to killish, Like, you know, uh, the crime is kink-shaming. <laughs> and in Matthew McConaughey's speech at the end, he's saying, now imagine that cuck is Jerry Falwell Jr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I said, we would make it fun. Uh, that's true, yeah,
0: because, look, that guy's in my hometown. I hate that fucker. Yeah. Like he has ruined uh, the town I grew up in, but that's not why I hate him.
3: Right,
1: right.
0: Yeah. That is absolutely. I don't. I don't care what he does. Nobody should.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> just nobody should, unless he does what he does. Like, like we were just talking about Lindsey Graham. Like you, yeah. making other people suffer, mm-hmm. trying to claim some like moral high ground. You don't have it. The only thing you have to do in life is figure out how to be yourself. That is imperative, and and, people and maybe to, help
3: other people figure out how to be themselves or support them. There, that's secondary. In their that's secondary. Yeah. You, can't yeah, do, you can't do that. You
0: can't do that without doing the first thing. Yeah, yeah. It's true. it's an absolute true. process. Um, so. Yo, this is the conversation that this album inspires. Uh, that's all I can say. You know, I,
3: I wanna, but, uh, can I just make one comment here um, about that finding of self? Because I have a quote um, that I actually like, emailed myself from Amelia from that article that I was mentioning mm-hmm. earlier. That um, that I didn't think was going to be fitting into this conversation, but but it kind of fits in here. And she's talking about her singing voice. Which just for one moment, let's just say, uh, like, holy shit! <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> this, that, that's I mean, it, great, from the start, of, uh, on a scale of one to holy shit, on it's a scale holy of one shit. to holy shit, we're in the holy shit range here. Um, and I'll say that, that that you know again as somebody who who is now uh, over the last you know week become a huge Sylvanesso fan I think um, from somebody who appreciated them I appreciated her voice from the start I appreciated Nick Sandborn's um, you know the talents and skills but anyway she she had this comment where she said my singing voice is the negative imprint of my insides I feel like an actual wind instrument. There's a when I do it is you know when I sing is is added in there, but um and then she says, my singing voice is so personal in that it is exactly who I am, and there's a certain ringing vulnerability in that, and that I think is what is one of the things that comes through that's so human, that is so individual and personal and and allows people to connect with her on a level because we feel like we're hearing somebody who is showing us who she is and i would say that nick Sanborn is able to do that through his production also which is not yeah, an easy is. thing to pull off um any, you know, electronic any musician any like well you, yeah yeah you you, yeah.
0: you do it when you play uh yeah. i certainly you know if if you want to know me like listen to how i play guitar right that's it yeah. um uh same ed banjo you know whatever um yeah That that that's so, and again, that's for some reason not an obvious thing to people. Yeah, you know that gets back to like the you know the instruments amplifying the person, right? Uh, And voice is the most personal instrument because it literally is the person. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's yeah. But so, uh, all that said.
2: I want to play a little bit of train. <laughs>
0: we got to talk here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Necessarily want to an album track is to like literally just start laughing out loud, <laughs> like. And every time I hear that, I just start laughing, cause it's it's just such. I first of all, it is a great song, but it's so like unnecessarily nerdy. <laughs>
1: there's a there's a choice there's a choice there that really stands out and it, it surprises me every it surprises me a little bit every time uh, every
0: time um, yeah it's like wow
1: yeah you did
3: that <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love this song, but I, but I I'll say that I love this song with a little bit of a like every now and then, kind of pause, like, wow, well, yeah, I love that, do I? Like, huh? Oh. <laughs> okay, right. So,
0: look, this is not something any of us would listen to, <laughs> no.
3: Like anybody
0: else makes this, would be like, no, nope. right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nope. yeah, yeah. But something about it, uh, it is just. Uh, it, it's absolutely hilarious. There's a in the Ferris wheel video, uh, you see a lot of this humor. So they shot it uh, socially distant at this uh, amusement park, and there's a point where like she just like the camera turns on Nick and he's just like I don't know, man. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely hilarious. That is, I think that vibe put in train is that vibe put into a song. Yeah. As all I can think. like if you were if you were trying to be cool. This is the furthest thing. <laughs> this is the, the, the away from a good choice that you would make. But it, but it is. Uh, and, and I hope uh, Amelia's mom doesn't want to fight me over that.
3: <laughs> You're in dangerous territory. Here, yeah,
0: but it is. It is absolutely. And, and I think it, it, it balances, helps balance uh, not just the album, but also makes it clear what these two are about. Uh, what they're seeing is about and and what they sort of want the world to be their vision for a better world not to get too heady on it on <laughs> a song called train that has that <laughs> so go out and get uh, free love practice free love uh, even like you know, weird caligula it doesn't matter. Yeah, you that's know, right. And if you, you want, want to start, but, into, yeah. <laughs> but if that's if that's how you figure out how to love yourself, uh, I think the key is loving yourself without making sure that it doesn't hurt another person. And we do that; we will get through whatever horrible Supreme Court nomination is going to happen and get seated. Because, sorry kids, that's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we will uh, ultimately get through whatever. At least that's how I choose to believe and run my life. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out. We're going to take a quick break and come back and i uh, got a new track for you. The
2: rodeo, they know it, from long ago. Hear it echo, see it flow. Now you know, now you know, now you know. Know it easy, know it plain, know it simple, this loving and thing, and in the darkness.
0: Silver and says free love is available now everywhere you buy great records, whether that be online, whether it be like Bandcamp. Bandcamp Day is coming up, that's a great time to. Buy music from artists you love. Or maybe you have a sweet local record shop like Acme Records here in Milwaukee that does curbside pickup. You uh, you can mask up. You can tell them what you need. He gets it. You go pick it up. and It's all one and done. It's great. It's fantastic. That way you're supporting the local economy and the artists you love. So uh, get out there and get that. And quite frankly, all the records. They're all fantastic. Uh, Thanks again to Wes and Eduardo for hanging out there. Uh, normally we play a track at the back end of these things, but I think that's gonna delay you from checking to make sure that you are registered to vote in this election. Go to headcount.org, enter your information, and if you're not sure you can do this, if you just don't know, need some information like where to where to vote and stuff, they'll they'll connect you with the right people. Or if you haven't registered to vote, what is what is going on with you, man? You need to vote. This is how we make change in this country. Uh, it starts at a local level. Uh, that is for sure. The more uh, progressive people you can get in, the more people are trying to make the world a better place at a local level, the better the world will be. But uh, this particular general election is vitally important. I think you know why. Uh, so go to org. Make sure that you are set to vote and then vote. Vote like your life depended on it because it probably does. Um dot org is the name of that site. Coming up on the next few episodes, you know, you would think after 500 episodes that we have covered just about everything that we wanted to. uh, That would be incorrect. We have made some grievous errors and uh, now we're going to aim to correct them. You know, uh, classic albums. Uh, we we were I don't know what we were doing, man. But we didn't get to stuff like Dire Straits' Brothers Brothers in Arms. We didn't get to stuff like NXS's Kit. We didn't talk about the Eagles at all. And uh, I, I just don't even understand what is going on there. So so that's what we're going to be doing. Uh, mix some new music in there uh, from time to time. Uh, so uh, tune in. It should be it should be pretty fun. We're going to be back in a few short days. Until then be good to your ears, but be better to your people. Talk to you soon.
2: <laughs>
1: Kenobi!